0: This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends, welcome to the podcast. I wanted to just very, very quickly make an announcement because this week, my book came out again for the first time. So this is my original self-published book, which I published on October 15th of 2015. And then we sold so many copies. Um, Absolutely amazing how many people from around the world were interested. And just such good feedback, such incredible reviews of the miracles that people experience when reading this book, that it was picked up this year by Penguin Random House actually now last year since it's now 2018 and so this is the new book and it came out this week January 2nd was its first day on shelves I was able to go into Barnes & Noble and find my book in the store which was like freaking out amazing experience Um, and it was just really really humbling really awesome so it's basically the same I guess one new edition is now has (laughs) <laughs> I had to go get a headshot in the back about me, and I've had a third kid since I wrote the first book, so that's been updated, um, and then there's a few factual updates as well, but if you're considering getting it for a friend or family member, or if you don't have your own copy yet, I highly consider it This Naked Mind, available at Barnes & Noble, available um On Amazon, of course, and anywhere else. So anyway, without any further interruption, let's get on to the podcast. But I just wanted to make that exciting announcement. Thank you so much for being a listener and enjoy today's episode. So today's question is from Heather. Heather says, alcohol was a big reason why I was asked to leave my home and separate from my partner in 15 years. It took something so drastic to help me get sober through your book. He has moved on and found another love. So while I'm grieving that loss, I have my entire future open in front of me. I'm trying to see that as a good thing. And the very best thing that I have done is to stop drinking. I don't think I would have survived this sadness if I hadn't. I find depression and alcohol to be such a chicken and egg relationship. I would love to hear more of your thoughts on the relationship between alcohol and depression in a future video. So here are my thoughts. First, there is no doubt that alcohol and depression are linked and the bond between them is strong alcohol is a type of drug known as a depressant and this means that it depresses your arousal levels and reduces excitability not only can alcohol abuse significantly worsen your symptoms of depression but it seems that it can also cause them to occur in the first place and there's a lot of evidence for this and this is an area where i as someone who's personally suffered extensively from depression and anxiety since i was a child i was officially diagnosed with major depression more than 17 years ago have done a lot of a lot of research. And the chicken and the egg relationship, it's really interesting because did alcohol cause your depression that you're feeling or did depression cause an addiction to alcohol? And there's a strong case for both to actually be true. So regular drinking, it numbs your brain's ability to feel pleasure. This is a function of tolerance or your body's attempt to make itself immune to the effect of alcohol in order to protect itself. The brain and body are always striving for balance and the artificial stimulation of the brain's pleasure center from drinking or any addictive drug throws the brain out of balance. So in response, the brain releases dynorphin, which is a natural downer. It's an internal chemical that actually numbs your ability to feel all feelings, including pleasure. Brene Brown, she says it really well. She says you can't numb selectively. When you numb your negative feelings, you automatically numb your positive feelings and numbing your ability to feel pleasure from daily activities worsens your depression. There's also a good chance that depression contributed to your addiction. I know that was true for me. There's lots of studies that demonstrate the link between stress, and depression, of course, is a huge source of stress, because you don't understand why you feel so horrible, and stress and addiction. And so after extensive research into this, many forms of addiction stem from pain. My husband was talking to me yesterday about this concept of a switch versus a seed. So we live in this switch culture. We look constantly for the switch to change our state, to immediately rescue us from what we're feeling. And we do this in all sorts of different ways. We look for the source of our feelings, try and attribute them to something. Say, if I fix that, I'll fix how I'm feeling. We often reach for a quick fix in terms of sugar, or food, or alcohol, or drugs, or a Xanax, et cetera. and these things change our feelings in the short term, but in the long term, especially as we become addicted to the switch, they actually make our feelings much worse. So I'm gonna tell you a bit more about my personal journey with depression because I think there's a huge pitfall in quitting drinking for depressed individuals. It's a point in our alcohol-free life that we come to believe that actually we weren't depressed before we quit drinking, and it's. It's, let me tell you my own story. So my circumstance, please know that depression is so misunderstood and mysterious and there's so many shades and experiences that mine is simply mine and yours could clearly be very, very different. But if I look back on my life, I remember feeling crippling anxiety from a very young age, as young as I can remember. And I also remember it coming and going. And when it came, I would desperately search for a channel or a reason. I needed so badly to make sense of these horrible feelings that I would come up with something that was wrong in my life, something that was missing. And that helped in a way because it gave an outlet to my feelings. If I had a reason I was feeling this way, it didn't feel so helpless. It didn't feel so out of my control. It felt like something I could fix if I gave it a reason. And so I'd start to obsess and therefore distract myself from my depression to a degree about whatever the thing that was missing. It was a boyfriend or a career or a husband or a house or living in the wrong place instead of enjoying the two years I lived in New York City the depressed, obsessed part of myself, spent a huge amount of time and effort obsessing about how I would be happy when we finally moved back to Colorado. And then of course, when we were back in Colorado, I began an obsession about getting pregnant. And once I was pregnant, I began an obsession about getting a promotion at work, and I always thought the next thing was gonna make me happy. And then in my life, fast forward four years, and I had two kids, I had the most senior role in my career that I could have imagined, I had this beautiful house in Colorado, and yet there I was, still with these feelings I'd had since I was a child, still riddled with fear and anxiety, and I no longer, since all the external circumstances had kind of fallen into place, I no longer had anywhere to channel it. And for me, this was one of the most terrifying points in my life. It was the only point in my life where I started to question my will to live. And in the first time in 30 years, I had to come face to face with my depression. I was on three different medications for depression, doctor prescribed, wellbutrin, escitalopram, and Xanax. And after serious, severe moments, I was having a hard time caring about being alive. And it was at that point where my drinking increased. I was a heavy drinker, a daily drinker before this, but I believe for me in that time of depression, my addiction was born. And I also believe that in a way, my addiction saved me because it put me on this path to healing because you cannot sustain chronic use of poison. You feed this alcohol monster more and more and your body simply can't handle it. Your relationships can't handle it, your career can't handle it, and things start to break. And when things start to break, as you describe Heather with your partner, you're forced to a place where you have to stop looking outside yourself for answers, and you have to start looking outside. And in that moment, the most painful of all moments, yet the most beautiful, in that moment, hope is born. And in that moment, you begin a journey inside, a painful, terrifying, life-affirming journey to know yourself and accept yourself just as you are, sadness and all. And it's funny because I can admit to depression, it's a label that doctors gave me when I was in college and it never felt like I had failed, it felt like it was out of my control, like it was something inside me that I couldn't control, but it's only recently that I can admit to sadness, because sadness felt like I was doing something wrong. How with this amazing life and this incredible set of external circumstances could I possibly justify being sad? Yet that's the point, external circumstances. And I had to start to look really hard at my internal circumstances. And in doing that, I've been able to get off all of my medications. Now, life is certainly not without sadness. In fact, sadness, it often is with me. I had a really long cry this morning, and there was no good reason. But instead of disallowing it because I thought I shouldn't feel it, I'm trying to accept it. And I don't force myself to try and understand it. I try to just see sadness as a cleansing emotion that will allow a release of all the negativity and pain I keep inside. And I stop trying to force it into a reason or a box or something I can fix, and I just let it be. And in that, I found a lot of freedom. But the point is about drinking in this major pitfall that those of us who are depressed or experience depression can have when we quit drinking. Because after after about a year after I stopped drinking, the novelty of stopping drinking wore off. I'd gone through every situation. I'd proved to myself that life was better without alcohol, but I was no longer as excited about not drinking as I was before. And about this time, I experienced a pretty bad bout of depression and anxiety. And it lasted for about a month. And in that month, I started for the first time to mourn alcohol. Why? Because I had always channeled my depression into a bucket, into something. And the only thing in my life that had significantly changed was I had quit drinking. And so my mind began to tell me that I didn't used to feel so sad. I didn't used to be so depressed. I used to be a happy person. And now I was feeling these feelings. Now I was depressed because I no longer drink. And that if I could just take the edge off with one glass of wine, then I'd be able to deal with this. And I'd be able to handle these feelings. And it began to feel like it was just unfair that I wasn't drinking. And I think this is the most dangerous aspect in the relationship between alcohol and depression, at least it was for me, is the idea that somehow not drinking could possibly be responsible for your depression and somehow that drinking could possibly ease your depression. These things are so not true. They're the opposite of true. Yet with our obsessive nature of thinking, especially with those of us who are depressed, we blow them up and we make them true inside our minds and we make ourselves incredibly miserable. And during this time, I dove into research, and I dove into my past, and research showed me definitively that drinking to self-medicate is a horrible idea. It's not only the fastest way to develop a neurochemical addiction, but it will never allow you to heal because you'll not come face to face with your pain. Looking critically at my past led me to remember that I was depressed even more so when I was drinking. I just had to remember that that was true. I was depressed before I ever started drinking. I was depressed amidst my drinking. I have memories of crippling fear and anxiety as far back as I can remember. And as, although it was hard for me to admit that this has always been with me, it was liberating because there's no way that alcohol was to blame. And this was work. This took effort. This took soul searching. This took time. This took reading and research. And I had to look objectively and realize and learn for myself that my depression was not going to be helped by a drink. That if I ever had that drink, it could never be because I was in pain. It could never be to self-medicate, and the interesting thing is that as soon as I realized that, my desire to have that drink disappeared. Because the truth is when I'm whole and happy, when I'm on the upswing, when I'm not in one of my depressed states, I don't desire a drink. And so when I closed the door on drinking to relieve pain, and I said, no, I'm never going to do that to relieve pain or self-medicate, I again just closed the door on drinking altogether in my life. So. Heather, I hope that you have gotten something out of this in my story and it's such an important topic because I think often a lot of us fall into addiction because we suffered from depression and often we are in addiction or drinking too much and we make our depression so much worse. And if we can just remember that depression is never gonna be helped by alcohol. Not, not even in the, you know, certainly not in the long term and not even in the short term, then we can really free ourselves of that obsession and start to really look for other ways to heal. And of course, my ways of healing from this have just really been looking inside myself, looking inside my past, learning to meditate, Um, learning to exercise on a regular basis, learning to eat healthier and just taking care of myself as I would take care of one of my children for the first time in my entire life at 38 years old, I'm learning to take care of myself as I would take care of my kids. And that is a really important thing. So thank you so much, Heather. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.